and worship. Dance music. Whatever your music tastes are, you're listening to OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 along the coast. OCRFM wish to advise the following program may contain information and subjects that could be deemed controversial in nature. The aim of the show is to provide an opportunity for listeners to discuss issues in a non-confrontational, fact-based manner. Should you wish to join the conversation, please feel free to phone the station on 5232191. You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCR FM with myself, Sarah, and guest speaker this week, Lani. So this segment aims to help provide a voice for the LGBTIQ plus community, or as I like to call it, the umbrella. Our aim is to ensure the community is supported and to reinforce that you should feel as accept- feel accepted as you are in the town you grew up in. While my views are not representative of the whole community, extensive research has been done to aim to be inclusive of everybody and spread awareness and progress people's viewpoints. So, our guest speaker this week is Lani for the topic of sexuality and gender, which is something that often people confuse, and that's why it's our first topic off the rank to sort of sum up all the letters (laughs) of the umbrella and give a little insight. News in our community. So, this week, the Geelong Cats have welcomed the club's newest official fan group, the Geelong Cats Pride Supporter Group. So, a number of long-time Cats supporters and members from the LGBTIQ plus community have formalised their fandom as an official supporter group of the club. So, this is open to all people, pretty much, because it includes allies as well as those that actually fit under the umbrella. It has me- memberships available and a calendar of scheduled events for 2019. So do you want to talk a little bit about this, being an avid Geelong supporter, Lani? How do you feel about it? I think this is a fantastic idea. That was um, uh, an idea that came from the club, so not actually the community or the supporters. The club that thought this would be a good idea... Uh, another way for it to uh, be in touch with its fan base. Obviously, uh, understanding that they're not just straight males anymore. They are open up to the whole entire gender and everything else that falls into that category. I think, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, so it looks like they're really trying to be inclusive and diverse. Um, they're really trying to appeal to, do- to those within now community which is fantastic so people like Lani who love her football and has little fangirl moments when she sees a Geelong football player I wouldn't have a clue who any of them are but next minute Lani's grabbing my arm going oh my gosh do you see that guy he plays for Geelong Cats and yeah she gets a little bit excited and I'm like I have no idea it's just a tall guy so we'll be back after this May I have your attention? 
You're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Sarah, and guest speaker this week, Lani. So Lani is actually starting to be a health teacher, and she'd like to first, um, so she's told us how she identifies. Um, an important thing that sometimes people don't realise is I like to use the word cis. It tries to um, normalise, I guess, trans, because sometimes trans is seen as like a scary word when it shouldn't be. Lani personally hates <laughs> labels. Yeah, don't need to put labels on labels. Yeah, each opinion to their own, I guess. So we should also start by saying, um, so mentioning heterosexual and homosexual. So heterosexual is obviously straight. Homosexual are people that are attracted to the same gender. Yeah. So an important word that I think we should really speak about to begin with is queer. So it's a word that the community has been reclaiming. Originally, it was used as a threatening label for gender and sexuality diverse people. The name actually stems from English and Scottish meaning, something not straight. By the 1980s, the AIDS epidemic, unfortunately, made it very homophobic, and which is not great. And one of the first groups to flip the meaning of queer and reclaim it were four gay men from the ACT UP, an organisation for gay men's health who name themselves Queer Nation. Now, queer is not only just an umbrella term for sexuality and gender, diverse people, it is a proclamation of fearless difference, a self-identifying commitment to contour culture. Do you ever use that word? Uh, No, not myself. I quite like it. It's just something that's nice and simple. It's proclaiming what we are, I guess. I think it's fantastic. Um, So sexuality and gender is something that people often confuse the two. Lani has a bit of understanding of these terms. She's had to do a bit of it for her university studies. So sex is actually something that's divided into two categories on the basis of of reproductive organs. So physical and biological sex. So you've got male, female and intersex. Do you want to explain to us the term intersex? Yep, so it basically just means that you have both um, male and female reproductive organs, so it don't have to be actually the physical things. It could just be your hormone levels, stuff like that. Hmm. Which is something that's really interesting because when it comes to things like Olympic sports, when they test hormone levels, I guess that could be an issue. If you didn't think before that you had high levels of testosterone, and obviously that's something that comes up, Definitely. I think that's an extreme uh, higher athlete, so obviously there should be procedures and circumstances put in place so that they're in the right field at the right categories. Okay. Yep. And sexuality is a person's orientational preference. So you common hear, commonly hear the words lesbian, gay, bisexual. So Lonnie, do you want to explain to us um, perhaps your journey with your sexuality? Yep, so um, coming from a family, one in three of us are gay, uh, which obviously gives us a pretty good open um, family, so we're pretty open about our sexuality. Um, I've known since a young age that uh, I wasn't really into boys, and yeah, just brought home a girl and introduced as if I was going to date a boy, so nothing out of the ordinary for me. Can't say the same for other people though. 
Yeah, I think that's really interesting because um, I actually asked Lani one of the first times I met her, like, how did you come out to your family? And she explained to me that she never had to. And I think that that's something that's really daunting for people in the community is coming out to their family and they're unsure how they'll take it. I think I found it harder to actually come out to my friends. I was really scared that I'd lose friends and especially with how long I knew about my sexuality but how long I actually took to come out. It was. It felt like it was almost like, oh, it's going to be too late, going to reach a point where I can't actually do it and I'm just going to be living in denial. So I think it's really good um, that you didn't have to go through that struggle but obviously there are other struggles that you've had to go through yep okay so another so sexuality explored a little bit about now gender so gender is more how you feel so it's the masculine and feminine spectrum i kind of think of it as a social construct but people like to be able to label themselves and <laughs> like to be able to identify like to feel like they fit in somewhere which is can create issues obviously so Lani how do you fit in on the masculine feminine spectrum I would say I go straight down the middle androgynous for sure can you explain to everyone what androgynous is yeah so um means you're not all traits are masculine, but not all traits are feminine, so you got half-half. Yep, so do you want to perhaps explain to our viewers how you actually present at the moment? Like your hair, for instance? My hair is short, shaved, and then long on top, the current hairstyle that every man is wearing. Um, my clothing is uh, sportswear mostly. So that can also come across as a boyish look. But like in, for instance, going out for a um, 21st or something, I might get dressed up, but generally more girly than I would uh, some other people with a male aspect on it. Hmm. Definitely into sports, so there's another masculine trait. Yeah, so I find that interesting how you've mentioned that you will dress up and stuff. So Lani actually doesn't wear makeup, but that's a common thing that not all females do. Not all females have to wear makeup. Same as some men wear makeup, and that's not... It shouldn't be a big deal. Okay, so we're just going to break now for a song. So it's really Don't Care by Demi Lovato. So if you look at the video clip, it actually features footage from the 2014 LA Pride where it was performed. I quite like this song. It's very upbeat and sort of emotion, like um, upbeat. And I really like the film clip because all the very bright colours, very glittery, which is what I really love. So I'll just play that for you guys now. That was really quite upbeat. Um, for those that have just tuned in, you're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM with myself, Sarah, and our guest speaker for this week, Lani. Hi. So, um, we've talked about sexuality and gender. Let's go a little bit more into gender. So, gender fluidity is um, people who identify as gender fluid, live between and above and behind and around gender. Some gender fluid people feel very masculine on some days. Um, some feel very feminine on others. Well, some live free from the definition entirely. De gender fluidity 
and gender diversity is a natural and unique thing to every individual. So everyone expresses it differently. Um, So gender diversity includes people who identify as transgender, gender fluid, intersex, gender questioning, gender queer people. Gender diverse people do not owe an explanation for who they are, how they feel or how they look. I guess something that's important to add in is generally some people feel very awkward about asking people like gender fluid people what their preferences in pronouns are. I think a lot of people prefer they and them but an important thing is that perhaps try asking them. Perhaps try striking up a conversation as opposed to just shutting them out completely because you don't you're too scared to ask okay so we touched on androgyny before um, and we've also talked about sexuality Uh, so Lani's um, helped explain to us that she's a lesbian she's cis so she's not transgender she was born a female she still is a female and there's something that I think Lani should talk about from when she was a kid it's a little bit of an interesting story I seem to think Um, it's quite because a lot of people are set in these ways that masculine men have to be masculine this is what they have to do women have to be feminine this is what they have to do and there's sort of this a lot of people don't feel like there should be a mix okay I should say some I like to think it's a minority as opposed to a majority so Lani do you want to tell us a little bit about that story yeah so um obviously as a kid I was quite sporty and loved outdoors so commonly male things and um, I was quite young, six, and we had a family friend and told me that um, the stuff that I was interested in isn't normal for a female and that um, I should probably change what I'm into kind of thing. And I just told him straight out as a six-year-old, so very honest at that age, that if this what it takes for me to be interested in sport and play out with trucks and be outdoors and I'm going to get a sex change when I'm 18 because well that was a legal age um just so I can enjoy the stuff that I wanted if that's what it took um obviously that was my view of a six-year-old well I don't see a problem with it uh, why is there a problem with it and that was coming from a 30-year-old man at the time so yeah I guess uh there's a lot of it issues that arise with um, misconceptions and stereotypes. People don't quite understand some things. So he obviously was someone that was very that men have to be masculine, women have to be feminine. And we're starting 2019 like to think that we're breaking down a lot of these barriers. Men can wear makeup, women don't have to, (laughs) women can play in mud and that's fine. So going back to the androgyny, so there's a lot of, um, I went to a pink concert, which was quite nice, and she actually went through um, how there's a lot of androgynous singers that sort of are breaking, well, (laughs) it's been around for quite some time, 
you've got people like Rod Stewart and that sort of thing. They're sort of breaking these barriers and sort of um, trying to redefine what it is to appear feminine or masculine. And I think this is a good opportunity to now break for... Oh, sorry, David Bowie. <laughs> um, really sorry about that. David Bowie, who... Um, one of his songs, he actually... It's quite funny to watch his... It's not until you read up about it. He's the lead singer, but he's actually doing his own vocals, his backing vocals. He's actually three dressed as three different women and it's not until the end of the video clip that he comes forward and rips off the wig and rips off the makeup and you wouldn't know until you watch the end and I think that was really interesting to sort of show that he did look quite feminine but you wouldn't have known so um let's take a break now I'd like to after this We'll have some questions. Sorry, you're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCFRFM. So we've explained the letters. So we've gone through sexuality. We have looked at lesbian, gay, bisexual, just vaguely. And obviously we've got, we've talked about um, intersex, which is a letter that's mainly used in Australia. Um, a lot of other countries don't have that in their acronym. They just put it just chuck it into the plus section, which sometimes isn't very good, can create um, some further issues with negativity and misconceptions. So then people don't quite understand that intersex is, it is how they are born. Um, and there's also questioning. So Q for questioning. Some people like to call it Q for queer which we've already discussed, which is a word that we're reclaiming in the community. So that's why I like to use it. I think it has, it's kind of turning that negativity around. Uh, we've also looked into trans briefly, and we've talked a little um, bit about gender fluidity, androgyny and everything. So... Um, when it comes to trans, there's if people want further information, there's some really good advocates out there. Um, I really like talking, um, watching videos from um, one of the lead singers from Axis of Awesome. But these are obviously topics that we're going to go into further detail in further episodes where we really unpack this acronym to help people understand what it's all about. Because it is something that can be confronting if you don't quite understand. It can even be confronting for people that are in the community or people that are just starting to come out and they don't quite know where they fit in and they feel like they have to put a label on it. And we all know how Lani feels about labels. It's probably one of the reasons, is it? Yep. Yeah. Too many labels. Just be who you are. We don't need to label everything. Yeah, I think that's a great way to think about it we are about to take a quick break if you'd like to join the conversation call the studio now on five two three two one double nine one (laughs) 
So, if you're just tuning in now, you're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM. So, we're at that point of the segment where we will do question time. So, I'd just like to thank Felicity for listening in. Um, so, Lani, would you like to answer a question that we've had from our listener? Sure. Yep. So, can you please explain where the word cis comes from? Um. I don't know where it comes from. I believe it's used in chemistry a lot. Um, but I know it means the same. Sarah's probably got the best explanation for that one. Yeah, so um, I do like my sciences. And I tried to explain this to Lani and she thought it was a really weird way of looking at it. So cis actually, um, when I think cis and trans, so cis is in regards to chemistry, so where the bonds actually are. So the H atoms are on the same side as the double bond, as opposed to trans, which is on the opposite sides. So trans, I guess you can think of it is different sides. So they go from being the gender they were born as and they change to a different one. So they change to, I guess, one that they feel is more suited to themselves. Um, later down the track we will actually have a trans person in to talk a, bit, a little bit about more about transgender because it's obviously something that I myself don't fully understand. I've tried to do a lot of research into it but unless you're kind of fit in that category it's kind of something I feel like you shouldn't really make opinions on or try to give our listeners a little bit more understanding I feel like it's better if we have someone that's actually a little bit more informed. <laughs> I hope you all agree with that. So, someone else's asked, so why do you use the term umbrella? So, I like to use the term umbrella to, instead of LGBTIQ+, it can be a bit of a mouthful. I get a little bit nervous that I'm going to miss a letter and someone's going to be annoyed at me. <laughs> So I think umbrella is a nice way to sort of sum it up without forgetting anybody. Okay, so this week we talked a little bit about androgyny. We talked a little bit about how Lani is quite androgynous. She has her short hair. She has some features of herself which are masculine as and some that are quite feminine. So we have the song Androgyny by Garbage, which... If you have a look at the video, it's actually about 15 years old and it predicts a much broader conversation about gender and fluid fluidity that we've only just seen heat up in the past few years. So let's take a listen. So you're listening to From Paddocks to Pride on OCRFM. For those that just heard the song we played, Androgyny by Garbage, um, so this song actually, it reminds me of... I would like to think of it as a funny story, but I'm sure at the time it wasn't. Uh, so Lani, her auntie, was telling me this story when she was in the UK. She, So Lani's auntie is very like, much like Arnie, has the short hair and she went to, but she is still quite feminine, um, and she went to go to the ladies' bathroom, as you do when you need to go, and they, little, the attendant... They have attendants at these bathrooms and the attendants just like, you're not allowed to use this bathroom. Men aren't allowed to use this bathroom. And it's a case of, um, 
she ended up just walking walking away. She was a little bit stunned, didn't quite know what to do. So she was denied access, but she actually pulled out her police badge and showed that she was a copper and had her ID, which had her gender on it, and they still refused her entry. Ooh, well, okay, so I didn't know that bit. Um, I thought it was pretty much a case of what did they want her to pull down her pants and show that she was a female. I thought it was pretty horrendous, actually, that that would actually happen to someone. Short hair for women's quite common. You don't have to be gay or old. You can be young and still have short hair, and that's fine. But there's still these unfortunate stereotypes. There's still this masculinity, femininity and you have to fit in somewhere and it's it shouldn't be the case anymore it should be you you should just be able to be yourself don't you agree definitely definitely okay so so now it's time for us to go through the events that are happening for our community i like to think of it um so as some people know, Midsummer Festival has started, which is very, I think, is quite exciting. It, there's heaps of events on. Unfortunately, there are in Melbourne, but I definitely think they're worth the trip. I'll be heading up the weekend after next to partake in the Pride March, which will be, I think it'll be very fun. Uh, Lani and myself have never actually gone. Are you pretty excited for it? Um, yeah, definitely. It's a major event in Melbourne which in a few weeks will then continue in some way in Geelong. Um, yeah, definitely get down there and partake. You don't have to be part of the community to celebrate it. Allies are welcome as well. I think it's a great excuse to get really colourful and glittery, as much as Lani hates glitter. Yep. <laughs> it's, I think it's very important. It's something I've been very nervous to go to, I think, to sort of be that sort of out and proud but I think it is definitely important for our community to have these sort of things where we can get together and sort of be like we're we're proud we're proud of who we are and so we should be yeah we'll be back after this break and that's a wrap for this week's from paddocks to pride on OCRFM I'd just like to thank everyone for listening um this episode will be available as a podcast so head to OCRFM to get that one or I should be able to hopefully upload that to Facebook so you can get the link to listen to it and I think it's really important that I thank Lani. Thanks for having me, lots of fun. For being here today, yep. So Lani has been nice enough to come along next week to explore the first letter of the umbrella, lesbian yeah <laughs> she doesn't sound too enthused about being roped in again for that one but i'm sure it'll be a fun episode so i think that that's it for tonight and we'll leave you with kesha this is me i think this is a really beautiful song i think it just it kind of sums up that whole we should be able to feel and act as we are um, we should feel comfortable in our own skins and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do.